This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. We should make this a regular segment. We should do this every day. Have a little segment where we apologize to America. That's what I'm going to do once again. I'm from Boston. I'm from Massachusetts. And America, we are very sorry. We do not send our best. We send morons like Ed Markey to represent us in Washington, the dumbest member of the Senate. He's a senator, one of a hundred. And you wouldn't, <laughs> I was going to say, you wouldn't trust him to drive an ice cream truck, which was his last job in the private sector. Mr. Frosty, he was an ice cream man. Now he's a U.S. senator. And when your child goes to school and there's, you know, one kid in the elementary school who has uh, COVID or one teacher or whatever, one janitor, and they force your seven or eight or 10 or 12 year old to mask up. We now know who you can thank. That would be Ed Markey, U.S. Uh, Senator, junior senator from the state of Massachusetts. We'll get to that. J.D. Vance, who I love. J.D. Vance is, is terrific. Uh, a first-termer, a senator from Ohio, introduced a bill to outlaw vax and uh, mask mandates. And Ed Markey, by himself, shot it down. He does not want to stop masking. He has a big sign outside his office saying you can't go in there without a mask. Now, Ed Markey doesn't understand the first thing about COVID or viruses or airborne viruses or masks or anything. He's just virtue signaling. He just doesn't want to let go of this control. We'll get to it. It's it's just so maddening. It's so frustrating. These people just, they don't want to deal with reality. They don't care about kids they know kids are in no danger from COVID, but they don't care. They love the control. Just the look of people masked up makes people like Ed Markey feel good, makes him feel like he's in control. That's what they love about this. If you ever said, Do, can you show us proof that masks work? Ed, can you explain to us why a third grader needs a mask? He would have no idea. I mean, he struggled to find the, uh, the the nutty buddy instead of the chocolate eclair. He always got those things confused in his pre- previous line of work. He's going to tell you why masks are going to stop an airborne virus. There it is. If you're watching along on uh, Locals or on uh, Rumble, there it is. Face mask required. <laughs> and just, uh, just a virtue signal even further. It's in Spanish, too. What does that say in Spanish? Show me that again. Mascarita. <laughs> Mascarilla required. <laughs> it's almost like is he's really Spanish, or is that Ed Markey's version of Spanish? It's like he's mocking Mascarilla the language. Yeah. It's required. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are just a national embarrassment. This is our senator. That's the best we can do. This old fool, this dummy. He's just a dummy. That's what he is. But he's he's the guy to thank when your elementary school child 
gets forced to mask. When you're forced to mask on a plane, one of the safest places you can be from an airborne virus, an airplane, with the air circulation, when they won't let you in a store, the mall, or whatever, won't let you go to work without a mask, you know who to thank. Our junior senator, that moron, Ed Markey. But uh, I'm going to tie this together with, with some news from last night and yesterday, which is driving me nuts, and it's going to continue to drive me nuts. They, we don't make a hippies like we used to. We don't make radicals like we used to. Hell, we don't make Democrats like we used to. A guy like Ed Markey 30, 40, 50 years ago would be staunchly anti-war. He would be against sending hundred billion, hundreds of billions of dollars to Ukraine to escalate a war which is got there, which has no end in sight, no way to win, which is killing hundreds of thousands of people, including civilians, children, women. It's it's absolute carnage in Ukraine right now, and no Democrat gives a damn. Hell, no radical gives a damn. While I I was reading all about this last night, there's estimates that over 400,000 have died in the in the war, 400,000 Ukrainians. That's as many, almost as many as the U.S. lost in World War Two. They're calling up 65 year olds and teenagers. They're outlawing any any male between 18 and 60. They can't leave the country. They need them. They are cannon fodder. And it's hopeless. I'm not saying I'm rooting for Russia. I'm not a Putin puppet. Putin sucks. But what's the end game? What do you want to happen in uh, Ukraine other than we waste billions? I would ask that to Ed Markey and Liz Warren, AOC and Ayanna Presley, and all the warmongers who just want endless war. I, I, I was watching this last night. If you missed it, at the U.S. Open in New York, the U.S. Tennis Open, in the middle of the match with uh, with Coco Goff, the new darling, 19-year-old Coco Goff, the new uh, stud star of women's tennis, she won the match, but it was delayed 49 minutes. Do you know why it was delayed 49 minutes? For rain? Nope, nope, nope. Was there some, I don't know, some gas leak in the building? No. It was delayed 49 minutes because some idiot glued his feet to the floor. He bought a U.S. Open ticket, which is not cheap. Somehow he got in the place. And because he wants, because he's against oil, he glued himself to the floor. There were three other protesters who had T-shirts, of you know, stop oil, and said and, and yelled and chanted, whatever. They weren't even in the front row, by the way. They weren't even close to the front. They had, this guy was in the cheap seats. He glued himself to the floor, and they delayed the match for 40, 49 minutes. I don't understand this. At what point do we just say, Uh, Do we just drag them out? And if their flesh comes off the bottom of their feet, so be it. They made their decision. These people, a generation ago, two generations ago, when I was, when I was at UMass Amherst surrounded by people like this, they would be taken to the streets protesting the war in Iraq. I mean, the war in Iraq. Yeah, that too. The war in Ukraine. They'd be protesting the latest announcement from the Biden administration that we're sending $520 million to Ukraine to help with, help make, uh, convert them to clean energy, half a billion dollars to Ukraine to help them convert to clean, resilient energy. 
Anthony Blinken made the announcement like it was something to be proud of. It is a shameful thing. They are still looking for dead kids in Maui. They're still recovering on the West coast of Florida. Hell, the cities are overwhelmed with illegal aliens and crime inflation. I mean, we have so many problems in this country and the administration just keeps sending our money to Ukraine. And it's a uniparty thing. It's, it's both parties. Uh, Mitch McConnell or somebody in his office tweeted yesterday uh, his unconditional support for the war. This is the leader of the Republicans in the Senate. I mean, he's not all there, as we've seen. He's got dementia. He's barely hanging on. But somebody in his office pointed out that, yeah, we got to keep going. See if you can get that, put that uh, tweet up there. It's unbelievable what Mitch McConnell tweeted about uh, Ukraine yesterday. And and I can't help but wonder, what, what do you think of what happened in Maui, Mitch? Here's what this is from leader McConnell, who said he's not stepping down. He had a rare lucid moment and said he's not quitting. He's not stepping down from leadership and he's not leaving the Senate. He's he's up for reelect. He's uh, his term goes till 2026. Three more years for this doddering old dementia patient. And he tweets out. Listen to this. I want everyone to listen and listen clearly to the position of the leader of the Republicans in the Senate. standing with our allies against Russian aggression isn't charity. In fact, it's a direct investment in replenishing America's arsenal with American weapons built by American workers. Expanding our defense industrial base puts America in a stronger position to outcompete China. I, I suggest everybody read that again. Read it again. Listen to that. This guy is admitting he's doing it to help the defense industry. <laughs> this guy who's bought and paid for by Raytheon and Lockheed and every other uh, industry, every other defense contractor is admitting the policy is to essentially launder the money back to U.S. Uh, defense contractors. That's insane. And he says it will help us outcompete China. By supporting, by, by engaging in a proxy war in Ukraine, 5,000 miles away, a country most people couldn't find on a map and most people couldn't give a damn about two years ago. By sending them billions and bi- hundreds of billions, we're helping us outcompete China and we're building these weapons by U.S. workers in U.S. <laughs> factories. He's talking about war. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this right now. I'm, this, this, this just drives me nuts. This gets no coverage. Uh, the, the, the idiot who glued himself to the feet, to, to the floor at the U.S. Open, he's getting lots of coverage. Hell, they asked Coco Goff about it. And she said she's okay with it because she believes in climate change. Okay, Coco, follow-up question. How does the idiot gluing himself to the floor solve climate change? How does it even address, what does it even do other than alienate people who might listen to you if you wanted to explain to them why we're you know suffering in this great climate crisis they're just going to mock you they're going to hate you just like the idiots who lay in the street and stop people from getting to work or getting a doctor's appointment you think they're winning hearts and minds it's it's insane these are people again this is what these people radical leftists with with no no you know life 
empty souls, just empty lives. They, they gravitate towards a cause. They used to gravitate towards uh, railing, protesting war, pro- protecting civilians who are dying right now. Those people don't matter. They just want to stop oil, which, by the way, will kill billions of people. We eliminate oil and gas. It will kill billions. But they don't care. They've been brainwashed. They think somehow oil is evil. Uh, Do you know who U.S. Colonel Douglas McGregor is? He's a great military analyst. He used to go on Tucker Carlson all the time. You'll see him occasionally other places, former U.S. Colonel. He said last week that, that they won't, they haven't told us the truth about the war losses in Ukraine. He said there are more than 400,000 dead Ukrainians and 50,000 amputees. He said, quote, I think all of the lies that have been told for more than a year and a half about Ukrainians winning, Ukrainian causes just, the Russians are evil, the Russians are incompetent, all of that is collapsing. Ukrainians, we think, have lost 400,000 men. We're talking about, uh, we were talking about three to 350,000 a few months ago. Within the last month of this counteroffensive, they have lost 40,000 men. Within the last month, this is from uh, a website called uh, Original Newsbreak. This is a quote from McGregor, who talked to Tucker Carlson. He says, and this guy seems smart and, and diligent, they've lost 40,000 in a month. And we got idiots gluing themselves to the floor and screaming and uh, disrupting traffic and disrupting U.S. Open because of oil. Hey, hey, hippies. Hey, weirdos, wackos. Have you heard about the war? Have you heard what's going on? We're sending money, escalating the fight, and hundreds of thousands of people are dying. It seems like you'd want to, I don't know, make this a priority. Whatever happened to Abby Hoffman and Jerry Rubin and uh, and the rest of the Chicago 7, whatever happened, where's Noam Chomsky? Where's where's, uh, Code Pink? Where's that uh, Cindy Sheehan? Where the hell are these people? They were all over Bush during the Iraq war and justifiably so. Justifiably so. I will regret today and forever that I didn't feel this way about Iraq, which was insane. I got suckered. I, I, I was wrong. I was foolish. Uh, I should have been right there marching with Cindy Sheehan. Um, I fell for the lies. I'm sorry. This I'm not going to do it again. No, sir. I am not going to do it again. I wish these weirdos, these wackos, these hippies would recognize real human suffering and shut up about oil. We're not going to get rid of oil, you idiots. We're not going to get rid of natural gas. We can't. It can't happen. It's not going to happen. Check out what's happening in Ukraine, you morons. By the way, the U.S. blew up the Nord Stream pipeline and caused the biggest a uh, natural disaster or unnatural man-made disaster for the, uh, for the climate, for the carbon emissions ever. That's what we did. We blew up the North Street. But did you hear about that? You fools. Did you hear about it? It just amazes me that this is where they decide to, uh, to direct their energy, their anger at oil. When we got a war going on that's killing hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, what the hell is going on with these weird, with these with these radicals? What what are they thinking? Elon Musk yesterday and and 
it's amazing that this is controversial. Elon Musk tweets out, uh, Musk tweeted out yesterday, or X'd out on his, uh, on his platform, both sides should agree to a truce. Every day that passes, more Ukrainian and Russian youth die to gain and lose small pieces of land with borders barely changing. This is not worth their lives. Now, this is controversial. This is controversial that it's not worth the lives of Russian and Ukrainian youths, teenagers. You know who wants more Russian youth to die, more Ukrainian youth to die? Ed Markey does. Liz Warren does. AOC does. Chuck Schumer does. Mitch McConnell does. Ayanna Presley. The whole squad. They all want to keep this going, keep this war raging, and keep killing kids on both sides of the battle. He says they should agree to a truce. And people are, you nuts? What a, just, that, that's a reward. That's a, Mike Pence keeps saying. You, you agree to a truce. Uh, you know, if Trump says he can end the war in two days or one day, that means Russia wins. That means that's exactly what Putin wants. I, I don't think so, but who cares? How, you got to get to that point. You got to get to the point where kids stop dying. It's amazing how little alleged Democrat uh, liberals care about thousands, thousands of dead kids, whether it's in Maui or it's in Ukraine. They're just not a priority. It's sickening. What happened to you, hippies? What happened to you, radicals? Where are you? Where are you? There's a war raging, and you're talking about oil. God, you people are insane. I had to get that off my chest. It just, it showed me. I, I know there'll be another protest. Probably the NFL will get disrupted. College football will get disrupted. The, the, te- the tennis players, including Coco, said they knew it would happen because it happens at all the big events. These weirdos get in the big events. They have money. Someone's bankrolling them and they disrupt it. She says they did it at Wimbledon. They did it at the French Open. I knew they'd do it. So they just, whatever, sat down and took a break and ate some fruit and waited for them to rip this scumbag's feet off the ground. There's a picture, by the way, of his feet impressions. And it looks like there is indeed flesh left there on the ground where he was sitting. Uh, all right. Let me do, uh, let me do, Mark. we'll get back to Marky before we move on. We got plenty to get to on this Friday. We're going to talk to our friend Rob Finnerty, the host of Wake Up America. We had a good battle with Chris Christie, uh, with that slob Christie, I'll give Rob credit. If that was me, I'd just lose it and say, you, you fat slob. You just, you're not even, you're not a serious candidate. I mean, I like fights. I like battles. I'm looking forward to him debating Trump, but he's just in the race for revenge. That's all he's there for. And then he accuses Trump of being a revenge candidate. Yeah. Kind of like you, (laughs) like you, uh, we got, uh, uh, we had the NFL last night. That was fun. Got that wrong, but that was fun. We have a, a new Ellen. Yes, a new Ellen. I'm going to tease this. A Hollywood star, a big, big star, has been accused of being a total a-hole, creating a toxic work environment of not being the person he pretends to be on camera, just like Ellen. And uh, they, they got details. They got receipts. This guy's a bad, bad guy. You probably didn't know it. We'll get to that. I will tell you all about that. But we know, we know Ed Markey is a bad guy. Back to Ed Markey. We know he's a phony. We know he's, he's, he's dumb. He's really dumb. And this was a moment we could all come together. 
I think, to protect kids, to stop the the pending insanity. As I've predicted for weeks now, and I'll do it again, this is going to get nuts. It was a little tense last time they forced everyone to mask, but we didn't know. We thought, you know, maybe this masks work, maybe they help a little, maybe whatever. So people generally masked up. There was fights, a few fights on planes or in stores. There was a few people who just refused to comply. God bless them. But we didn't know. So people generally went along. We know now. We know they don't work. We know they serve no purpose. Indeed, they hurt they hurt people. They create. They cause harm, especially in children. They create great uh, issues with young kids who can't see their teacher's face or their friend's face. They they make it hard to breathe. It's a really bad idea. It is child abuse to mandate masks for children. So J.D. Vance stands up uh, and, and proposes uh, a bill to ban mandatory masking. You say, "Gee, we should all be able to do that." You want a mask? Go ahead. No one's stopping you. You want to tell your kids they should mask and you know lie to them and tell them it helps? Go nuts. But you can't force people to do it. That is wrong. That is un-American. J.D. Vance wanted a voice vote. Let's do this. Boom. Let's stop this mask mandates now before we have all these issues, these, these eruptions on planes, in airports, in, in stores, at school. Everyone on board? Sure. Yeah, good deal. But no, but no. This mental midget from Massachusetts stands up and blocks it. So now when you see one of those fights and people stopping you from whatever, getting in a plane without a mask or say your mask slipped down or say that kid can't go to school, that artistic kid who can't keep a mask on, just can't do it, kick him out of school. It's all Ed Markey's fault. Let's watch as this thing unfolded yesterday up on our Capitol Hill. Go ahead. Heed the message from the American people and let's learn the lessons of the past couple of years. Mandatory masking was a failure. It had costs for very little benefits and we shouldn't repeat it. Mr. President, as of in legislative session, I ask unanimous consent that the Senate proceed to the immediate consideration of S-2738, the Freedom to Breathe Act, which is at desk. Further, that the bill be considered read a third time and passed and the motion to reconsider be considered made and laid upon the table with no intervening action or debate. Is there objection? Uh, reserving the right to object. Senator from Massachusetts. This bill would undermine the ability of states, of cities, and towns across this country to make decisions about what's best for their communities. It would silence and hamstring public health experts who have guided our nation out of the darkest days of a pandemic that has killed 1,139,000 people in our country in three years. Let me repeat that. This disease has killed 1,139,000 people What's already. What's that got to do with it? And uh. doctors, experts are saying that COVID is coming back. It's on the rise once again. Coming back. This what a dope. Provision never, never went away. Never went away, stupid. Okay, what does it have to do? A million died. Yeah, lots of old people with comorbidities. Lots of uh, vulnerable people died. You know what? They could still wear masks if they want. Could someone, oh, I wish there was a quick, could, could you explain to me why a third grader, a healthy third grader, 10th grader, whatever, 12th grader should wear a mask? Ed, 
Could you explain that, Easy Ed? It's unbelievable. He finds power delicious. You just can't leave the kids alone. Democrats, they can't leave the kids alone. Uh, He's talking about local health officials. It, it, It doesn't work. We know that. Everybody knows that. Everybody, even Ed Markey knows they don't work. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He wants to see two-year-old autistic kids held down and forced to mask up on airplanes. This, as I've mentioned before, there's a few great accounts on Twitter that say, don't let them forget it. And they show you what they did. They show you those kids that were in the band and they had masks on, they cut little holes so they could play the flute or they put them in pods, you know, so they could, I don't know, play the, play the saxophone in a little pod. Or they show you whatever the paddle boarder who got tracked down and arrested paddle boarding alone at sea or they show you the skate park with sand or the rims taken down. This was a period in American history. We're going to look back with shame and embarrassment that we did these things and we get another chance because COVID's coming back, you know, just in time for the campaign COVID's coming back. So let's learn what, for what we did last time. Let's not tell people to stay inside and not go out and exercise. Let's people tell people to eat right. Tell them natural immunity works. Tell them kids are in no danger. Tell them masks don't work. Do not make your kid cover his face. Do not do it. I don't know what you do if the school says so and you can't find another school. I honestly don't know what you do. Do you go to, you know, uh, homeschool? Do you find a Catholic school? What do you do if they force your child to mask up when you know it does no good. It does prevents nothing. All it does is make it tougher on your child. Thank that guy when the kid comes home crying because he was forced to gag himself all day. Thank Ed Markey. All right. We got lots to get to. Like I said, we're going to talk to Rob Finney. Oh, we got an update on woke insanity in the military. This one just, I, I just, I just blows my mind. I got, I got to get to that. Oh, and if we have time, if we have time, we got to get to Dick Cheney doing an ad for Donald Trump, essentially endorsing Donald Trump. Oh, Dick Cheney, just go away. Wasn't he supposed to be dead like 20 years ago? He's all sickly and unhealthy, smoked. He sounds terrible. It looks terrible, but he's hanging in there. Oh, can't stand Dick Cheney, but we'll get to that and lots more. But first. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Excuse me. Hi, this is for you men over 40. Are you tired of having your sleep interrupted by multiple trips to the bathroom at night? Well, you're not alone. Over half of men over 40 experience age-related concerns with their prostate. Fortunately, prominent holistic medical doctor David Brownstein believes that aging prostate concerns do not need to be inevitable. That's why Dr. Brownstein developed Prostate Revive, a powerful dietary supplement containing a unique blend of 15 key ingredients to promote prostate health and help alleviate 
the annoying symptoms of an aging prostate. So, men, as part of the special promotion, now you can get your own 30-day supply of Prostate Revive with an advanced formula containing a beta-cytosterol, sol palmetto, and a total of 15 prostate helpers in two capsules. You simply cover the $4.95 shipping and handling charge to get your trial supply. After your trial bottle, you'll continue to receive Prostate Revive for less than a dollar a day. You can opt out or opt in at any time with no further opt- Obligation. So try Prostate Revive today at just $4.95. Act right now to get a bottle of Prostate Revive and our special report, A Doctor's Guide to a Healthy Prostate, as a special bonus gift. Order now at tryprostaterevive.com or call 800-400-7890. That's prostaterevive.com or call 800-400-7890. This product is not intended to diagnose, prevent, treat, or cure any disease. Uh, let me do this uh, before we get to talk to our friend Rob. I want to do this because I don't get this. I really don't get this. I was tweeting about it. It was uh, news yesterday that military bases, uh, specifically the U.S. Southern Command, canceled showings of Sound of Freedom this summer. They are not going to allow Sound of Freedom to be shown on military bases. Now, these are places that have dragged drag shows, drag shows for kids, family-friendly drag shows, but they're not going to have Sound of Freedom. I don't get it, man. I really don't. I understand the whatever, the, the, the conspiracy theories, it's that, that somehow uh, QAnon, there's some kind of I don't know, cryptic message from QAnon. I, don't, I saw the movie. It's a great movie. It is, there's no politics. There's no illusions to the elites running these child sex trafficking rings from Hollywood or from uh, Washington, D.C. None of that. None of that. There's no reference to Jeffrey Epstein. This is from the Military Times. This is how they cover this. U.S. Southern Command planned and then canceled two showings of the Christian faith-based thriller Sound of Freedom at its headquarters. The movie's been a runaway hit, grossing more than $200 million, but the lead actor has been publicly linked has publicly linked the film's anti-trafficking plot to baseless QAnon conspiracy theories. I, I don't even know what that means. James Caviezel's the lead actor. He does a great job. He's a great actor. He does a wonderful job portraying the star of this movie who uh, saved kids. True guy, true story, saved kids from tra- sex trafficking. If, if he spouses like QAnon theories in his private life, does that mean we shouldn't see Tom Cruise movies because he espouses Scientology in his private life? Would that be, should we not see Mark Ruffalo movies because he's a liberal whack job who, yes. <laughs> who has some crazy theories of his own? Uh, by playing the movie on a federal base, some critics have questioned whether Southcom's leadership is following a policy that requires troops to remain apolitical. As QAnon followers have spread false rumors about and bashed President Joe Biden's administration, what is the idea and the ideology ideology behind putting this on a military installation? Asked human trafficking consultant Sunata Sunny Slaughter. What are these people talking about? I don't. I mean, I honestly don't know what they're talking about. She says he's been on he's been on Steve Bannon and Charlie Kirk's shows. James Caviezel. So what? So he's been on with Charlie Kirk. So they're going to ban Sound of Freedom. I mean, it'll help Sound of Freedom generally. I think people will be curious. They'll want to see it. 
but I just want people to stop lying about it. It, it, there's no politics. There's no underlying message about Hollywood or, or whatever creepy elitists trafficking children. It's just a good movie. It's an uplifting movie. It's disturbing as hell because it shows you the reality of sex trafficking, but the good guy wins. The kids, a couple of them at least are saved. That's a good thing. And they're not allowing it to be shown on military basis. You got to read some about this too. They just lie. These are people that don't want to see the movie. Don't want to hear about it. They don't want to hear about what it's. I, I don't even know why. Why is anyone against this? Why do they think it's a problem that they're exposing child sex trafficking? Are they all like pedophiles? The people are, is everybody who's against this movie a pedophile? I, I, I honestly don't understand. Someone's going to have to explain it to me why this movie, why everyone doesn't see this movie and enjoy it. Maybe not enjoy it. Find it important. It's important. It's well done. It's suspenseful as hell. You will be entertained. You will cheer at the end. You will not walk out of there thinking it had some deep, dark, ominous political message. But the military, they're going to stick with drag shows. Drag The, the woke Biden military, the Millie Austin military, will stick with drag shows and not uh, get bogged down with, you know, uplifting messages about uh, child sex trafficking uh, scum. But anyway, uh, do we have, uh, do we want to hook up with Rob? Uh, let me do, uh, uh, I, I need time. I need time to do uh, the, uh, the new Ellen, <laughs> the new Ellen story. Uh, why don't we give, why don't we give Rob a call? Then we'll uh, get, get to the new Ellen. Cause I love this story. Nothing better than seeing a liberal phony, totally exposed, um, yeah, I'll give no. him a call. What's that? I'm going to give him a call right now. Give him a call and, uh, and then we'll get to the new Ellen and we'll get to Dick Cheney. I hope I have time to get to, oh, we got to take comments and questions. Did you ask people for questions and comments and in the chat? Oh, you did. Good. There's a bunch of them here. Oh, I knew it. They're about, they're about the first one's about Barack Obama's boyfriend. I knew that was coming. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, I think you're right. You're right. Tucker's just trolling us all. He was just pranking us all with this lunatic, with this interview, but it was fun. I, I thought it was kind of funny. We'll get to the questions and maybe we'll, uh, if we have time, we'll do a little recap of opening night in the NFL. Patrick Holmes is still the greatest quarterback in the NFL. His receivers suck. Terrible. <laughs> the worst. I, normally, when a player's missing, you say that's overrated. And God, they were harping on the missing Kelsey and missing Chris Jones. Uh, I think it made a big difference. I think they win the game with Kelsey out there. They really do. He needed someone to catch a pass. Even the last play, the stupid play, I mean, you might as well recap it now, but the last play, when it's fourth and 25 and Andy Reed goes for it, which was really dumb on Andy Reed's part, he hit the receiver on the hands. Yep. They just couldn't catch the ball. Mom's is a blast to watch. Uh, you hold him to 20 points, man. You got something to be proud of, but his receivers stink. Are they going to like sign a guy like today, find some, uh, you know, Odell Beckham guy who's out there looking for a job cause they need help. But, uh, good for the lions. And, uh, Bad for, was looking, bad for you and me. We both had the Chiefs. We both have the Chiefs. That's okay. That's okay. We'll bounce back uh, yeah. this weekend. Uh, that's right. I picked the same team as you. My mistake. Big mistake. My mistake. All right. 
uh, there was if you if you didn't see it on uh, Newsmax, there was a good battle between Chris Christie and our friend uh, Rob Finnerty, uh, which is good. You know, I give Christie credit. He doesn't go on all the shows. He doesn't. He won't do Mark Levin, and Mark Levin keeps bitching about it because he won't come on. But he goes on, you know, liberal shows, conservative shows. Everybody hates him, and he knows they're going to attack him. But uh, he went on with uh, Rob Finnerty and had a good battle. And uh, all he does is say, you know, Trump bad, Trump bad, Trump's bad, Trump's. uh, It's a losing message for one reason is people, Republicans don't think there's anything legitimate about the charges against Trump. So it's not disqualifying. Indeed, his numbers have gone up. As we know, poll numbers have gone up since the 91 indictments. But no Republican thinks that he would be facing these charges if he weren't running for president. As I've said many times, two questions you have to ask yourself. Would they do this if he retired, just went away? And B, what if he were a Democrat? Answer to both questions is there would be no charges, none, if he were a Democrat, none if he were a uh, if he were retired and walking away and just going and giving it up. But uh, anyway, we got Rob. Rob's on the phone. Excellent. Hey, Joined by host. Hey, Rob, host of Wake Up America. There he is. We got a picture of you. I know you're uh, you're on the phone, but um, you had um, our friend. Uh, uh, you had uh, actually nobody's friend, Chris Christie, in studio. It was a good battle. I enjoyed it. But uh, doesn't feel when you have Christie or when you see Christie anywhere that that's what he's there for. He's there just to fight with everybody. He's not going to win. He's not going to make any. He's not going to change any minds. He's just a punching bag and a big one. Yeah. I think that Chris Christie, 2012, misses, misses window. Um, and I think people say, oh, DeSantis has got to run now because, you know, he won't be governor in 2028 and this is his window. And I'm like, look, DeSantis is in his early 40s. He's got plenty of time. If Trump's not the guy, if a Democrat wins in 24, DeSantis, Pence, Pompeo, they will all be back in 2028. But Christie... Yeah. Christie endorsed Mitt Romney, big mistake, campaigned for him. And then, you know, that hug on the tarmac, Superstorm Sandy hits a week before the 2012 election, makes Obama look presidential, doesn't help Romney, and Obama wins. 2016, people forget, Christie was on stage with Trump. I mean, he kind of disemboweled Rubio um, in 2016, but he didn't lay a glove on Trump. And the prevailing wind, the establishment prevailing wind was, all right, you got to take out Jeb Bush, Marco Rubio, John Kasich. That's the establishment wing of the Republican Party, and then move on to the to the general election and the, the primaries in Iowa and all that. No one touched Trump, and 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 Trump came out as a nominee, um, and now he's the face of the Republican Party, the most dominant force in the Republican Party, maybe the most dominant force in politics in America today. And Christie, you're right; it's just not a winning argument to try and litigate. January 6th, don't forget Trump was impeached for it. The January 6th committee, no Jim Banks, no Jim Jordan. Instead, you got Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney. It, it's already been done twice, and he thinks that's a winning argument with the people that are watching Newsmax who by and large support Trump? Come <laughs> it's, on. It's, think of that. I mean, think of the Republican audience, the audience for uh, the, these campaigns, for these debates. Every one of them, 
thinks these charges are illegitimate, thinks they are political, thinks these people are obsessed with stopping Trump. Uh, no one thinks they're legit. And, you know, he's legitimately facing uh, you know, life in prison. They know it's political. So he's going to make that argument in front of an audience that that disagrees with him entirely. And he thinks he's going to gain traction. I hope I mean, I know he's in this just to destroy Trump and that's why he's there. And, you know, good luck to him. But if Trump, Trump, do you think Trump will show up uh, the, the next debate, September 27th, a, uh, another Fox debate? No, it's Fox business. Um, I do not. Uh, actually, we're reporting that he, we're already saying he will not. We're reporting it that way. He'll be in Alabama, I think, debate number three. But they didn't, nothing happened to him. And the guy didn't show up for the first right. debate. So, and he also, he doesn't like Fox News. He doesn't like Paul right. Ryan who's on the board. He doesn't like Fox News. He likes a lot of the anchors individually, and he'll say that, but he doesn't like Rupert Murdoch, doesn't like the network. And the network's changed a lot since Roger Ailes, uh, since he left and then passed away. Um, it's, it's, it's not the same network. So I don't think he'll be on stage at the Reagan Library uh, in three weeks. But you look at a guy like Christie, um, and he brings up January 6th. I had Mike Pence on the show today, and it's just, I've noticed with all these candidates, they have to somehow grab some of that Trump base, which is what, 30, 35, maybe 40 percent of the party, at least right now. I mean, look at that Wall Street Journal poll. Have you ever seen somebody at 69 percent, 40 plus points ahead of the next closest candidate? It's it's ridiculous. I think it'll change and people will start voting in January and, and February. But but that's not I, that's not the right strategy. I don't think that's how you take out Trump. Do you think and do you believe that the strategy for the Democrats and I include Biden and his DOJ and his totally corrupt DOJ FBI? Do you think the strategy is to help Trump win the primary and then destroy Trump before the general? Is it that simple? Yeah. So did you see that CNN poll that just came out? Yes. For Biden. Biden's at 39 percent. Sixty seven percent of Democrats want a new candidate. CNN is saying what Newsmax has been saying for a year and a half, that maybe, you know, the door could be open for everyone always says Gavin Newsom gets overblown, but maybe somebody else not named Kamala. And all of a sudden Kamala's like, I'm ready. I'm ready to be president. Um, School buses are yellow. Uh, You're starting to hear that now. So I originally thought, okay, how does Gavin Newsom become president? All right. So they force Biden out or ultimately he just steps down, announces he's not going to run for another term. Maybe he pardons Hunter on the way out, maybe he pardons himself, who knows. Um, we have a short primary, Newsom wins that, Newsom takes on Trump, and then Newsom beats Trump. That could happen. I think right now, if the election is 14 months away, it's a long time, but if the election were today, Trump or I think almost any other Republican candidate, maybe not Asa Hutchinson or Doug Burgum, they beat Joe Biden. See, I've, I've been a DeSantis guy along just because I want to win. I mean, that's I'm a one issue voter. I want to defeat Biden. I want to stop the madness. And as I've said many times, DeSantis is 32 years younger. He doesn't have any baggage, essentially. <laughs> uh, he's got a lot done. Everything he's done in Florida is, is wonderful. The right, the hard, you know, hardcore Republicans love him. Uh, he suddenly became a threat and they just tried to destroy him and call him a rhino and a globalist. Trump has spent more destroying DeSantis than he spent helping candidates in the midterms. There's been more money spent destroying DeSantis than all the attacking DeSantis, than all the other candidates combined. I guess it's proof that, you know, negative ads work because DeSantis, whatever, six months ago, 
he was he, he was everybody's favorite guy and now somehow he's he's you know some some backstabbing you know disloyal globalist rhino right right i give christy credit for coming on you know he's been on with bowling and it's awkward because it's a little tap dance you know they got to win yeah. over trump they got to win over trump supporters so they have they can't you cannot not come on newsmax if you're you know running in the gop primary DeSantis, i He's avoided Wake Up America for whatever reason, and I think we're pretty fair. I mean, I'm going to ask him tough questions. I think we're pretty fair. He's been on Newsmax a bunch. Uh, but this is a guy – I mean, I was in Tampa for five years. I worked in his, his district. He lives in Dunedin. That's where he's from, um, next town over from Tampa. And I, So I don't know what, what his situation is with not coming on with us yet. Uh, but this is a guy that I thought would be – remember he won by 20 points in November. I was right. like, all right, this is a guy that's going to give Trump a run for money. his money. It, ha- it hasn't – happened um i i thought he had a pretty good debate it was he's an odd guy um yes he's stiff uh he's a little odd i think in a room too you know you hear he doesn't have charisma i don't really care uh, yeah. the guy gets it done he gets it done and he's gotten it done in florida for a long time and people in florida they don't want to lose him as governor um but if he's not the guy in 24 jerry he could be the guy in 28 he could be the guy in 32 36. I mean, he'd still be, he could, he'd be still be younger than anybody who's, who's leading right now. That That is true. I just, I just can't stand the Trump influence out there. The real hardcore Trumpkins, you know, calling, uh, just lying about DeSantis. I mean, you could say, you know, he was disloyal, I guess, but you can't say he hasn't done a wonderful job as governor, that he's not a consistent conservative the idea that he's some kind of rhino or Paul Ryan stooge is ridiculous as some kind of Romney. It's just a flat out lie. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I still think he's the best choice. If Trump were to whatever, get hit by a bus today, I do think DeSantis would step up. I think people like um, Vivek. They're entertained by Vivek, but they're still not sure if he's, you know, if he's on the level, is he a Trump plant? Is he just there campaigning for VP? What is your take right now today, Rob, on Vivek? Um, I think he, I, I, it doesn't bother me that he's young. Uh, and I think having no. very zero elected policy, political experience helped him in the first debate. But I think he is, the message now is you need to get more serious in the second debate and show that you can actually, you can't just throw out every crazy idea. Um, I don't mind where he is on Ukraine. You know, CNN, they had a big poll out today. They had a big poll two weeks ago. 60% of the American people don't support another aid package. 60 you can't you can't not listen to a number like that. Um, the war is is the least popular uh, that it's been uh, since it began. Um, I think Vivek, I, you know, Trump chose somebody that wasn't running for president in 2016 as his vice president, Mike Pence. I, I think that's what he is going to do this time around. I don't think anybody in this field is going to be Trump's vice presidential selection if Trump's the nominee. Um, I think he'll he'll choose somebody on the outside. It will not be Kerry Lake. Um, I, I know that uh, a lot of people think that uh, Congressman from Florida, Byron Donald, is on the short list. I think he probably is. He spends a lot of time at Mar-a-Lago, um, kind of That's behind the pick. scenes. I, I, I set the odds. I set, I set the odds, Rob. My pick's Byron Donald's. I think I had, uh, I forget who, I think I might have Vivek second, Kerry Lake third, um, uh, Tucker Carlson fourth. That's my, my, my list. I think What's Tucker's higher on the list. See, Trump, I think, I Trump think, uh, likes guys who look big and manly and strong. That's why he picked Rex Tiller, Tillerson to be a uh, secretary of state. That's why he picked uh, Mad Dog Mattis, because he loved the nickname. He loves that superficial stuff. Byron Donalds is big and strong, and he's 
tough and he goes into the lines. Then he goes on CNN and ABC. Plus he'll love the idea of Donald and Donald's. He'll think that's cute. That's why I think he picks Donald's. Yeah. Good yard sign. Um, it was weird. So Mike Pence is on today and, and Mike Pence is, you know, he's been in politics a long, long time. Um, he's in Congress for 10 years, governor of Indiana. Uh, and he's telling me today that everything he stands by everything that the Trump Pence administration accomplished. And then he's trying to tell me that he wants to continue that. And I'm like, well, why wouldn't your boss is saying the exact same thing? Your former boss, the, the president. So this is, and no one really talks about that. Pence is running against the guy he served four years in the White House with. It's really bizarre. Um, I don't think Pence's time is right now, but I do think he's another one of these guys that's going to run again in four years. And he'll still be young. You, I haven't been out much. You're out. You're all over the place. Have you ever met a Pence voter, a Pence supporter? Outside of Indiana? Yeah, I haven't been to Indiana, so maybe yeah, maybe they're in Indiana. But I've never met anybody, never seen a sign or a sticker, never heard anyone say Pence is the guy, not one. And yet, I will just, say this. You know this. Um, it, Iowa and New Hampshire, the polling is a lot different than the national polls. You know, the, right. the Wall Street Journal poll, it's a lot different. Um, but if one of these candidates, and you pick it, DeSantis, Pence, Christie, if somebody doesn't pull a Santorum or a Huckabee and win Iowa, if it's Trump, and if Trump happens to win New Hampshire, and Sununu is going to do everything in his power to help Christie and help DeSantis, uh, forget it. You're going to see everybody. You're going to see people drop out. You're like You'll see right. many candidates drop out if there's not a surprise. I think everyone will hang on, especially Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, they'll hang on to South Carolina, home state. Uh, but if, if you know, if these guys, if DeSantis doesn't win in, in Iowa or New Hampshire, that's where they're spending all their time and money. Um, then I, you're looking at a, the race is going to be over before it really starts. It'll be over before Super Tuesday in March. And then uh, Trump can focus on his uh, 91 felony counts and uh, uh, Biden can focus on walking, which is a really important thing for him. He likes to, he has to really concentrate to walk. That's our, Jerry, <laughs> that's our general election. Biden versus yeah. Trump again. Biden's in India this weekend. Watch this weekend. One of two things will happen. It will either be the beginning of Biden's reelection campaign because he'll have a great weekend in India wearing a mask because Jill's got COVID. Or it's going to be a complete disaster on a level we've never seen in presidential politics. He'll fall again. He'll wear a mask in the group shot when they also wear that weird costume. You know, the costume they wear from the native country. You know, I don't know why they do that, guys. Wear a suit and tie. If somebody wants to wear that costume, go ahead. You're an American president, wear a suit and tie, but this could be a total disaster for Joe Biden. All right. I am uh, looking forward to it. I vote for B, total disaster. Uh, Although I have mixed feelings. If Biden, I don't think Biden's going to make it to the finish line of his first term. I do think he'll be replaced. I do think Newsom is the guy. He's already kind of quietly campaigning and he will have a much better shot at winning than Biden than a completely uh, dementia ridden Biden will. So I, 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 I don't wish him well, but I'd like to see Biden be the candidate because he's so beatable. He's so corrupt. But you're right. India is going to be an experience. I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure you'll uh, be there to recap it all on Monday morning. We will let you get your weekend started. Rob Finity from Wake Up America. Thanks, my friend. All right. See you, Jerry. Thanks. Talk to you. Uh, that is Rob Finity, who had a little battle with uh, with Chris Christie. But, you know, who doesn't? Chris Christie's hated by everybody. He goes on liberal networks. He goes on Newsmax. Everybody hates him. But uh, speaking of everybody, I got to do this before we get to the questions and comments. Let me do Shay, and then we'll get to the new Ellen. I'm going to reveal who the new Ellen is in uh, Hollywood. And it's, it's, it's just so perfect. It's just such a, he's such a phony. 
is such an act. Everything he's done is so phony and fake and fraudulent. We'll tell you all about it, but first. Excuse me. As you know, Shade Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. All right, we're going to move here. We're going to move. Uh, I've, I haven't accomplished much in my life, but I did help expose Ellen. We did that. We were the ones who got people uh, on the scent and uh, we talked to people uh, around her. She was a total fraud. Everybody knew it, but uh, it finally came out. And uh, then the ball started rolling and uh, there was no stopping it. It essentially ended her career because he, her career was this fun, funny, smiley, nice lady. But in reality, she was a monster. She treated everyone like dirt, including our friend, who uh, a young guy who had cancer. Sam Thomas had cancer, went out to... Uh, Meter got on the, you know, got a ticket, got in the show. That was like his final wish. And she wouldn't even shake his hand to say hello. She's just an awful human being. Well, Jimmy Fallon ain't much better. The Rolling, Rolling Stone has a long story kind of exposing Jimmy. And they talked to like 50 people, all off the record, of course. Nobody goes on the record about how, what a tyrant he was. They accuse him of drinking, like drinking on the job. It is not a good uh, portrait of Jimmy Fallon, the host of tonight's show. Rolling Stone writes, according to two current and 14 former employees, the Tonight Show has been a toxic workplace for years, far outside the boundaries of what's considered normal in the high-pressure world of late-night TV. They say the ugly environment behind the scenes starts at the top with Fallon's erratic behavior and has trickled down to his ever-changing leadership team's who seemingly don't know how to say no to Jimmy. And they go on of him snapping at people. And he was uh, doing the show with uh, Jerry Seinfeld and he snapped at someone and Seinfeld insisted that he apologize to the person because it was so like uncomfortable sitting there. Talks about his show runners who want to kill themselves <laughs> uh, because they, and they went to dressing rooms. They called the dressing rooms crying rooms because he would make his employees cry. He was such a bastard to them. Uh, it's a bummer because it was my dream job. One former employee says writing for late night, a lot of people's dream job. It's sad that it's like that, especially knowing it doesn't have to be that way. It became a nightmare very quickly. Uh, Rolling Stone contacted more than 50 tonight show employees past and present during the reporting for the story. After reaching out to representatives of Fallon, they reached out to an additional 30 current and former staffers 
that's 80. <laughs> they, they talked to 80 people. And this is one of those reads where you just say, this guy is such a fraud, such an actor. This is not the guy he pretends to be. Just depends to just be a fun, funny, fun-loving guy. You know, gets along with everyone, has a good time, likable, likes to have a laugh. Well, it ain't that way in reality. Just another fraud. Hopefully, you know, more people come forward, put their name to it. Most of these, uh, all these people are anonymous. But, you know, when you talk to 80, it's uh, hard to just dismiss it. Rolling Stone, you know, is obviously a far left rag that that, uh, lionized Zarniev, but they uh, did the legwork on this one, and it's not a pretty picture for Jimmy Fallon. But all right, how much time do we have, Ironhead, for our comments and questions? We got some time. All right, we're not going to. We won't do Dick Cheney. If you haven't seen Dick Cheney, he uh, he went after uh, Donald Trump, but uh, I think it's going to backfire. We already talked about the uh, Chiefs Lions. That was my summary. Mahomes is still great. His receivers stink. And Andy Reid made one of the dumbest decisions. Didn't really matter, but it was a really dumb decision. Good for the Lions. I got up this morning and looked for Dan Campbell's post-game speech. It's okay. It's only like half a minute, maybe a minute long, and he's yelling and he's got no voice. It was okay. It was no Deion Sanders. Oh, by the way, speaking of Deion, Dallas reporter Clarence Hill, after Dion was uh, hooted, heckled at TCU, fans started chanting F-U at him. He said, fans only do that to black coaches. Oh, come on. <laughs> These people are just, they're just trying too hard. Yeah. And immediately he got people posting video of fans chanting that at Nick Saban and Mac Brown and other white coaches. Of course. I mean, like college football can, fans care what color the coach is. They're going to heckle the opposing coach no matter what, you moron. The guy deleted the tweet apparently because he was immediately uh, – Corrected, fact-checked, but all right, let's get to the, uh, are these the ones, the starred ones, the questions? Yep. Uh, Paul says, is Obama a south side slug from Chicago whose life is a lie fabricated by the Dems? <laughs> Everyone is so cruel to Michelle Obama. <laughs> Not her fault. Her husband's out there chasing uh, sausage. Uh, yes, I think much of Obama's life is a lie. I don't know if he's gay. I don't know if he did coke, but a lot of mystery involving uh, our 44th president. As I said yesterday, we never, you never know anything about college days. There was a guy who posted a long video, a uh, long post on Twitter. I retweeted it, who said he went to college at Columbia with Obama, but they never saw him. And everyone, or his theory was that he was attending the uh, sister school. Columbia has a sister school in the Soviet Union. That's what he says. Everyone thinks Obama went to school in the Soviet Union and learned how to be a commie. I don't know if that's true, but hey, it's a theory. Question for you, Jerry, says Navalny. I predict people in Europe are going to start pouring oil all over the heads of the people blocking the roads. Good idea, Navalny. That's a good thought. I mean, they're dragging them out of the roads. There's a video from Germany today of a guy kicking, just unloading, going like full, like, uh, you know. Uh, this is one of the most loyal listeners that we have, and I still have no idea how to pronounce his name. Navanglian. Navanglian? Maybe that's my guess. We didn't a nickname. Call him Navi. Yeah. Navi. Yeah. Navi. Navo. Navi Nava. says, you learn that a fiery comet is heading towards Earth, we will take us out. Do you chuckle or do you say, sure, why not? 
chuckle or say, sure, why not? I do both. I chuckle and say, sure, why not? Jerry, have you read Howie Carr's book, Paper Boy? Uh, lots of Lowell Sun and Herald mentions. When is your autobiography coming out? Uh, I have not read the book yet. Um, I don't have any plans. Sounds like a lot of work. Maybe book. someday, maybe someday. And uh, I'm sure the whole world is waiting for that one. Is Mayor Michelle Wu the, wor- Michelle Wu the worst mayor the city's ever seen? How long till she quits and gets a job at Harvard? Soon. I think uh, Harvard's already talking to her. She belongs there. By the way, Harvard was named the school, got the worst record for free speech of any school in the country. And they ranked, I think it was like 300 schools. Harvard got the lowest ranking. It has the least tolerance for free speech. Uh, 248 colleges were ranked in a survey. They, they surveyed 55,000 students. And Harvard was ranked the worst school for free speech. No surprise for people who have observed Harvard for a long time. And uh, that's the same week that Lori Lightfoot started teaching at Harvard. So if your kid goes to Harvard now, you first of all, you would have to be, you can't be Asian or white. So you'd have to be a, a person of color and you're going to Harvard, you're spending 70000 a year. You can learn from Bill de Blasio, Brian Steltler and Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> They're all on the staff at Harvard. <laughs> Man, that is pathetic. Jerry, we just watched Hillbilly Elegy, J.D. Vance's story the other night. Tough to watch, but worth it. Yes, it is. Good book, good story, good movie, great story. I mean, J.D. Vance, I can, every time I look at him, I think I could see him sitting in the White House someday. Uh, when's the last time we had a bearded president? I'm not sure, but maybe he'll be our next one. There's lots of good candidates four years, eight years from now. Vivek. I think, although I'd like to know more. DeSantis, of course, J.D. Vance. We got some young studs. They got Ed Markey. They got uh, old fools. They got Biden. and They got Diane Feinstein. We got J.D. Vance in the Senate. I like our guys. But anyway, that will do it for today. We will leave it there. Looking forward to lots of NFL football this Sunday. Who'd, who'd you pick, Patriots or uh, Eagles? Patriots getting the points. <laughs> Who did I pick? Let me double check. I always forget. I think I you got, uh, agree I got the me. Patriots on Brady Day. Yep. But Eagles are good, man. Right. Patriots have a tough schedule the first, I don't know, five or six weeks. Yep. We will see what they are made of. But that will do it for today. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to our friend Rob Finney. Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show. And we will do it again Monday morning. God save the Queen, man. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.